Hello everyone, this is Marcus, the creator of Butte Podcast. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. The first thing is that it's absolutely free. The second thing is that Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more platforms. I know you're wondering, what must I do next? I'm glad you asked. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. This is Marcus, the creator of Rebuke, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace. Hi, this is Jerry Gibson. I'm with Complete Counseling. We... We help with everything from groups to individual counseling to family counseling, and you're listening to Rebuke. This is Marcus, the realest man in Huntsville, and you're now listening to Rebuke. Uh, this is makes the sixth episode, and this we have a great topic to discuss. Once again, I want to give thanks to everyone that has, has been listening and uh, providing comments for the episodes that I have done, the past five episodes that I have done. I truly appreciate that. And I appreciate the encouragement, and we're going to keep this ball rolling. Uh, today's topic is called... Discipline or abuse, the thin line between blacks and corporal punishment. Um, for the few couple, I'd say about a week ago, we saw a very disturbing video of a black mother going into her son's school and just basically just degraded him. Yeah, she did. She whooped him, um, said some profanity. And even call him the N-word during this this tirade. I, I, I guess the son did something bad at school and she had to be called out for, off of work. And I've done that several times. I was gotten a couple of fights and mom had to come out off work and she was hot too. But my mother never done anything of this uh, capacity here. So that's why I wanted to do a topic on discipline or uh, child abuse and then uh, is it a thin line between the two? Uh, <clears throat> before I uh, we go into the go into the meat of the uh, of the episode, I want to give a definition of corporal punishment. The definition of corporal punishment is basically physical punishment uh, intended to cause uh, physical pain to a person. It's often practiced on minors, especially in home and school settings. Now, child abuse is physical abuse involving non-accidental. The key word is non-accidental harm of a child by, for example, burning, beating, or breaking bones. Now, child abuse can be also sexual and emotional. Now, 
after doing research on this, uh, Stacy Patton, a PhD, uh, a, P, a doctor and an author of the book, Spare the Kids, Why Whooping Children Won't Save Black America, also wrote an article called Corporal Punishment in Black Communities, Not, not an Intrinsic Cultural Tradition, but Racial Trauma. In her article, she states that in 2015, the Pew Research Survey found that black parents are more than twice as likely as whites and Latino parents to use corporal punishment on a regular basis and they are far less likely to never spank their children. The next point in her article is African Americans adopted the practice of beating children from white slave masters. Europeans brutalized their own children for thousands of years prior to crossing the Atlantic to the New World and colonizing, colonizing Africa. The next point is the fact that the majority of the captives were young is a significant for our understanding of the evolution of the African-American child-rearing practices. I learned that most of this, the, the people that was captured on the slave boats were in between the ages of 9 and 15. So these were basically young uh, adults. These weren't no grown men and women. These were young adults on these slave ships trying to survive uh, entering the new world against their will. Bringing over mostly youth coupled with the violent suppression of West African culture practices meant that traditional African child rearing practices faded, faded away. And same thing happened to the African languages and religious practice. Now, so the use of corporal punishment in black communities today is a byproduct of a century of centuries of slavery, racial terrorism of the Jim Crow era, and exposure to racism that continues to chip away at the validity of the black life. Black parents have been encouraged to be part of this dehumanization process of their black children since before America's founding. I just wanted to give y'all some notes uh, before we get into uh, indulging this topic. So, so uh, Jerry, should black parents uh, abandon corporal punishment altogether? Uh me personally, I say no. Um, and I'll tell you why I'm saying no. Uh, I think it's no such thing as uh, one style fits all. And what I mean by that, for me as a child, for my behavior, for my demeanor, I needed corporal punishment. Okay. Now, as I look at as I look at my kids, they may they're a little different. When they got to a certain age, corporal punishment just wasn't effective. It it caused more issues as far as... Why you I, say that? Why it caused more issues? Because I saw the look in my kids' eyes. They couldn't understand. It was almost like, okay, uh, are you being dad right now? Mm. Or are you... Or, you know, are you being dad? Or are you trying to do something to hurt me? Let's, let's just be honest. Wow. And I never wanted my kids to, to see me in that light. I wanted them to see me as a protector that I was taught to be as a man. So me and my wife sat down together and we took our beliefs. And I think uh, as far as with me with corporal punishment, I was raised from more of an authoritarian background, meaning that lot, it was... I think a lot of black parents <laughs> did, but go ahead. And, and you know, it's, it's four different types. Mm. And what, I, what I'm trying to, to get parents to understand is that it comes a time where I need to be a, authoritative and meaning that I need to make sure that my kids understand the rules and I teach them 
and I educate them and I love them. And that's what corporal punishment should entail. It shouldn't entail I beat you and I'm doing something to harm you. That's just my personal opinion. Keisha, do you think uh, black parents should abandon corporal punishment altogether? First thing they should do is disabandon the word corporal punishment because those two words right there, it just completely just takes it out of context. When black families or black communities or whoever is the head of household is being the sort of figure in that household, they're disciplining their children. They're showing their children the correct way of how they should be, and they're letting them know that what they're doing is wrong. We're not using corporal punishment. We're not thinking about corporal punishment. That word right there, that sends it into a negative. I don't think anybody should disabandon when they're the corporal punishment, but we gotta find a better word for it because when we're disciplining our children, we're not saying it's corporal punishment. Because if I discipline a child, then I'm not saying, well, I'm sentencing you to uh, a harsh, um, it's something bad. It just seems something bad. That's just like if you look in the dictionary and you look under corporal punishment, you're gonna find something negative. You look into, like, say, for instance, we say, the word black or anything, it comes as something dark. I'm not using corporal punishment when I'm punishing a child. I'm disciplining them. I'm showing them the correct way to go into life. So when I close my eyes, that child will be right. And I don't have to worry about that. Because by not, I'm sensitizing them. I'm making them sensitive. And they, didn't, they weren't raised like that, so they don't understand how to get along in this world. That's the first problem. Take that word out. Corporal punishment. That's not what we're doing. Okay. Got you. And Sherry, go ahead. How how you feel? Um, I agree with everybody else. Um, I don't think it should be abandoned. Um, it does sound kind of negative once you say corporal, because you're thinking like, to me, I think take it as a more stricter, you know, higher grounds as far as jail or you know prison something like that so i agree with um keisha um so i wouldn't i don't i don't think it needs to be taken away just that word just need to be taken away abandoned you know corporal that needs to be gone it's just regular punishment okay so all three y'all believe in discipline we use the word different word discipline your children yeah all right, the next quote. Go ahead. Yes, I agree with discipline the child. Okay. Uh, Jerry and Sherry, you being counselors for years and dealing with children, are parents are parents disciplining, a.k.a. abusing their kids too much, or or the kids that visit your facility are not getting enough discipline? So let me. Go ahead. Let me let me talk about kids in, in, in general, you know, because of confidentiality, I can't say too much about, you know, you my, got you. my facility. And, I got you. Um, but in general, what I see in society is, you know, kids aren't getting enough discipline. Uh, it's not being, I guess, followed through. And what I mean by that, uh, a kid may be on punishment today and then two days later, 
They get their phone back. They got their phone back. <laughs> and, you, and you ask the parent, well, why did you get their phone back? Well, they they need to ride home or I need to know where they're at. Correct. Uh, whereas it's been times in our society where we didn't have a phone with 360 on it to locate our kids. Um, you know, what? what's more important? Is it more important for that child to have that phone or is it more important to, to learn that lesson? Kind of like what Keisha said. You know, uh, I, I think when I'm teaching a child something, I have to teach them to make sure that I protect them because our laws and our rules in the, and, and just look at the black community in general, you don't get You're not getting a second chance. Now when that police nope. officer said, put your hands up, if you don't put them up and you're used to, well, I'm going to get a second chance. You might not get that second chance. So what I'm seeing more of in the community, uh, I see both extremes. Either the parents aren't holding their kids accountable or they're going too far with the discipline. It becomes anger and resentment. It becomes almost like you become the abuser. Uh, so we have to make sure we, we fall somewhere in that in that middle area. Sherry, you being a counselor, you think kids are not getting enough discipline or they're being abused too much in today's society, black kids? Um, to piggyback off of Jerry again, confidentiality, but just, <laughs> y'all just as seeing, <laughs> go ahead. Outside of counseling, as not a, um, not a counselor, as a parent, you're right, or an adult woman, and you see these, you see some kids, and um, you're like, okay, are you gonna do something to you know? You have the you go to the grocery store and you have that kid that's just hollering, yes, or just doing you know, and the, the one, parents just, just sitting there body looking slam at so bad. But <laughs> the parent, the parent, not yeah, the kid. It's, I don't want to. I want to. I want to. I want to be an advocate for uh, child abuse. The parent, and you're looking at that parent like, okay, are you gonna do something? Right, but they're not gonna do anything because. Because we, as parents, as black parents, we're looking like, okay, you showing out, I'm going to show out in front of you, right, right where you are. And then, but here, they're not going to do it because they don't do it at home. So, if you're not going to do it at home, why are you going to do it in the public? And then if it is done, the kid going to look at them like, really? You you saying something to me now? Yeah, I, I did this the same thing right before we got here. Hypocrites. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I just think it... Uh, it definitely does need some more um, discipline because sometimes some of the kids, and maybe that's what the kid needs sometimes. They they seeking that attention because the fact that maybe they're not getting it the right way, so they're going to show out. Gotcha. I, I had this conversation um, with my cousin, and, you know, my, Mom and dad were gangster back then when it came to discipline or corporal punishment. Um, to, today, they I don't think kids can handle the whoopings I got today, yesterday, to today. So uh, I don't. I'm kind of on the fence right now because mom used mom used. I broke a couple brooms. Mm-hmm. I remember mom hit me with a shoe one time. I drove, I drank milk with everything for a whole week because uh, I didn't want to lose my front tooth. I'm talking about eating pizza with milk, pork chops with milk, because I thought milk could make the bones and you know, all that. So I was eating everything with milk, uh, you know, belts. And, and, and today, 
I hate to say it, I even got with extension cord. Like so have I. You know, so I don't think the kids can handle the whoopings I I received. So I think from my my perspective, I I'm agree with y'all. I don't think kids today are getting disciplined enough. What if I said that the kids could handle the whooping if it started? You know, we have to start at a certain age dealing with kids. Okay. And I, I love the point that, that Sherry made. You know, uh, I can't ask my child to be something that I haven't been asking them to do their entire life. Right. Right. Uh, like if you see our kids and Lord knows our kids aren't perfect. Nope. But they're going to say, no, sir. Yes, ma'am. And people ask, well, how did you get them to do that? I started when they were little and I helped them to understand you're saying no, you're saying no, sir. And yes, ma'am, to help you differentiate. This is not a child. This is an adult. If something happens, you come and get dad or mom or somebody in authority. You don't go up against that person. It's helping us to set a boundary. Correct. You know, when we start, when we start talking about corporal punishment without explanation, my mom was great at, you know, if, when she first started, she was a young mom. So she would just whoop me and she would talk to me. I don't know if y'all ever had yeah, one of those. Yeah, the whooping sermon. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can't, I don't know what, what black woman or black man started, but I'm glad it ended. You got a sermon and a whooping. Yeah. Man. And the thing she evolved to as she got older was she would whoop me. She would make sure she wasn't mad. And then she would sit down and she would explain to me the lesson mm. that she expected me to get from that. Right. And I think that was where I realized my mom really loves me. Right. And most of the time it was like, I don't want to see you get this happen to you by a police officer or by some grown person in the streets. So I'm going to deal with it right here. I shouldn't have to whoop you. And what she, what she added to that was different type of discipline. I was, I was two fifteen when I was like 13 years old, solid muscle. My wife seen my pictures and I was a fighter. So you could hit me as many times as you wanted to. What my mom developed was a different way of disciplining me. She knew whooping me wasn't was it gonna work. So what what she incorporated was I had to write papers about black history. I had to write papers about the Bible. I had to do educational papers. And what I did was I took that in our culture, in our family, and I incorporated that. Mm. All right. Right. These kids are too sensitive. You think about the way we grow up. First thing you said, Marcus, was that you felt that these kids couldn't handle the whoopings that we endured as a child. Now, I agree with that wholeheartedly because every generation has a story. I told my mom several times, I said, I couldn't grow up the way y'all growed up because when she would tell me, well, when we got out of school, we had to put on our clothes, we had to get in that field, and if we didn't do this or whatever your mom put before you, you ate, you didn't question it, you didn't have anything. These kids are so sensitive. They don't have any fear. The first thing they'll say when you try and discipline, or better yet, if you try and whoop, because I'm going to keep it 100, you try and whoop a child. They don't, they're not scared because they're going to say, if you whoop me, I'm going to call the police. Or if you whoop me, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell somebody. Now, while I can't tell my nieces and nephews at all times, I want you to tell. But if, like Jerry said, if you don't start out with it, it's going to be hard to incorporate a new form of discipline when that child has never started out with any whatsoever. Because that child already has those kids wrapped around hands because it feels like, well, guess what? I tell the police 
you're going to jail. And now the parents are feared that, guess what? The police going to come. We have the government in my business. And all this is going to go down because I choose to whoop my child. While some don't fear it, and they'll tell it, bring it. Because my mom told my nephew one time, if you, he said, um, after he got whooped, I'm going to tell. Because that's what his mom started him to do. If anybody whoop you, you let me know. Well, that's good. I want you to. Because when you tell your mom, I'm going to be ready to whoop her behind. I raised her. These kids know the law now, and they don't even know how to read on a third grade level. But they know what you can and can't do. These kids are so sensitive, but yet they so they so sensitive when it comes to the whooping. They can't take the whoopings that we endure. Then guess what? They thugged out when it comes to you ain't gonna whoop me. I'm gonna call the police or I'm gonna tell my teacher or counselor. I want you to because if I feel like that you went out of bounds and you took it too far, that's what you should do. But when it comes to anybody interfering and telling me how to raise a child, it ain't gonna happen. I don't agree with. You know, you whooping a child when you're mad. That's the worst thing you can do because you're going to take it out of context. But before our generation, now we've got the belt. I got the switches. I never got whooped with an extension cord. But the generation before us, I guarantee you, they can tell you they got it. And then not only did they not get it, but if they got in trouble in school, my mom used to tell me that if they got in trouble in school or if they got in trouble and the neighbors saw it, the neighbors had full permission and school the teachers to discipline the child. And when they got home, the parents didn't question it. The parents had another behind whooping for them. So I'm like, from being that generation. So I think every generation has some form of sensitivity to it. I agree. I agree. So by abandoning corporal punishment, do you think it will make black children more uh, better, make better black children, or make it easier for them to go to prison? I think... Uh, go a, ahead, Keisha. Double, say, I'll, go ahead, Keisha. I think that's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it is. Go, go ahead, Sherry. Uh, I think it would... As a point from a parent, I guess I would think it would it would be more of a little bit of both because you don't want to if you have lack of discipline that can lead them to getting in more trouble. Mm-hmm. But if you sit there and you discipline, you say, "Hey, this is this and this is that. This is what you gotta do. What you gonna do?" Then that leads them to the they're gonna be on a straight and narrow and they're gonna do what they're supposed to. Me, I was listening to you guys. My punishment was a little bit different from from you guys I didn't get as many whoopings I can count probably how many whoopings I got from my my mom my aunt my uncle I that was just white woman wow. I'm just playing I can count <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a joke <laughs> that was a joke but I, I did now I did get in trouble I'm not saying that I didn't get whoopings I did um would you time out what? No, I didn't get time out. Standing got, in the corner, that was her thing. Yeah, my mama liked to. <laughs> Seriously. No joke. She used to make us sit in the corner. We had to put our hands up and our feet up against the door. That was our punishment. Which I is, mean. I wish I had it that easy. Which is, which is crazy because I was five to six whoopings a day. And, and all of them earned, you know. <laughs> I can't even be mad at my parents. I'm sorry. But I didn't I didn't get into a lot of trouble. Got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Because in my generation, the generation that I am, I had my cousins are, are way older than me. They're like okay. 10 to 15 years older than me. And they got the whoopings like 
like she said, with the stench of course, the gr- grandma's coming up to the school. I didn't get that. So I was like, you know, kind of, you, you know. You learned? What, huh? You learned from your cousins? Yeah. Okay. I learned from my cousins. And then I was just, you know, because I was the youngest. So, of course, I didn't, I didn't get it. I was like the baby. Okay, I got you. So Yeah, my sister didn't get none either. But go ahead. We ain't going to talk about the baby stuff. Yeah, I, I was like, Tip, you gonna have to show me. Yeah, <laughs> two whoopings later, I still don't believe it. Oh, what uh, about you? As as far as when we're when we're talking about corporal punishment, I was I was listening to Keisha and I was listening to Sherry, and I was thinking about when I when I worked at DHR and these parents would these reports was made by these kids that my parents are whooping me. So I show up at an investigator. I have to go to the school, talk mm-hmm. to the child by law, and this was in Georgia. And so I have to call these parents and say, hey, I need to come by your house immediately and talk to you and let you know that I talked to your child. Right. Just what it was the law, it was the rule. And when I get there, the kid is sitting back with this smug look like, okay, we're finna establish that you can't whoop me anymore. Now, at that time, the law stated in Georgia, in the South, corporal punishment is not illegal. So what I would do with the parents, because we would get probably 15 of these calls a week. And I would tell the parent, if you want to whoop your child, I can sit here and watch you whoop them. And I can, I'm can i an officer of the court, so I can show up for court if you ever have any issues. And I can report that you didn't do anything that was child abuse in, in, this, in this situation. We went from giving 15 calls a week to probably getting one call every one or two months. So it helped me to understand what that question that, you're, that you just asked, you know, when you understand it's going to be some consequences and you know that you're, you're going to, you're not going to be able to tie your parents hand. Then a lot of times in those situations, the discipline changed, the, 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 the behavior changed. Gotcha. Oh, I want to, anybody want to add, in case you want to add anything before I proceed? No, because I got a lot to cover. Like, I, like I said, Jerry, like Jerry said, these kids know what buttons to push. They know what you can and can't do, yet they still ain't even reading on a third grade level. You know, when we were growing up, you had to come home, you had to do your homework, these cell phones have got these kids, you know, with everything going on, I think kids need a cell phone. But as far as the YouTube and stuff, they can't handle it because I was just telling my niece the other day. I don't even feel comfortable with you being on campus your first year. I really want to shadow you. I would be behind you while you're walking on campus because you don't pay attention. You're always on the phone. They need the phone. I mean, look at this girl who's been missing since October 24. But these kids know what to do and what not to do. And with this generation being scared to do the corporal punishment or discipline their kids, that's what's messing it up. Because when you had the um, parents, you know, doing what they're supposed to do doing as discipline their kids, you didn't have these mass shootings going on in school. You didn't have this bully. And if you did have a bully situation, all you had to do was go home and tell your mom or your dad, and your mom and dad went to those parents, and they handled that situation. Now everything is put up for likes and uh, hard emojis, whatever, on Facebook. You got more fights being displayed on Facebook, on Instagram, and everybody's doing these things for likes. That's another problem because everybody wants to have something on social media. Everybody wants to go viral. Now, the tape that y'all were talking about earlier with the mother, I haven't even been able to um, bring myself to watch it. 
from all the details that I've heard. And like I said, she completely lost it. In my opinion, from everything I've heard, I think she completely lost it. And when you have corporal punishment going on, you also got to look at the fact of the mental stability on that. Because if that person has a breakout, a blackout, or has a mental shutdown, they can go off and they can hurt these kids. You got to look at that factor too. I agree. Totally agree. Now, <clears throat> according to the article that was written by Stacy Patton, the, uh, there's a percentage of U.S. population saying it's right for parents to discipline their children by striking them. Now, in the Northeast, 20% of the parents believe in striking their kids. The Midwest, 25%. West Coast, 27%. The South, 51%. Now, but according to a 2017 article by Smart Asset, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, Arkansas, or uh, makes half of the 10 top 10 states that put people in prison. Stacy Patton <clears throat> states that since black parents are most likely to spank, these laws put them at greater risk for arrest does feeding the incarceration pipeline and since most black families are headed by are headed by single parents a parent's arrest often sends their children into foster care which also feeds the juvenile uh feeds the juvenile justice and adult prison pipeline by me giving you those stats and and the, that statement after reading this is corporal punishment really bad for kids or is the lack of a solid foundation because oh, when I mean solid foundation, I mean two-parent home, proper communication, love, attention, etc., is the real the real issue. Is because fifty-one percent of the South believe in corporate punishment, but they've the one that they're putting the most people in prison. Bingo. So I don't is, is there is corporate pun? If I'm spanking my kids, it should be less people in prison. So what's I'm, I'm that's why I, I make that point. So what's what what you think, Jerry? I mean, if I if I spank my kids and if the South spank their kids like they say they do, mm-hmm. they should have less less prisoners. Or there's something else, but I already know what it is. But but go ahead. Well, I, I think it's definitely something else in there. And, and and let's remember when we're talking about corporal punishment, these these statistics. One thing they that they don't really show is. Okay, are you really talking to your kids and explaining, or are you just doing what this woman was doing? You know, are you just whooping your kids and saying, okay, I'm going to show you as a show for people, or are you educating your kids? Because to me, that's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about educating our kids and not abusing them. You know, I can teach my kids without hurting them, right? Got great, correct. Uh, you know, and I was, I was sitting here thinking for, for my mom when she whooped me it, and I never said I would call DHR or the police because my mom's statement was, you call somebody, you going with them. Right. You know? <laughs> whether, whether you want to or not, you're going with them. You know, and do I think it, it, it can feed the, the pipeline? It can if we do not educate our kids. Because you can whoop your kids in, in, until you put marks on them. If you don't teach them what you're trying to make sure that, that they don't do again, you're just creating, um, to me, a child that's used to taking a hit. Mm. And if I get used to taking a hit, then 
You what do I have to fear? Not to fear, then you're going to re- well, reciprocate that hit on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Probably that parent, as you find, is that parent find themselves older or with health issues? Because that happens a lot in our society. You have kids that are beating up their parents every day. And I think most people are scared to get involved. Sherry? I agree uh, with what Jerry said. Also, I was thinking, I was in here thinking while he was talking. Single parent homes, so that makes discipline a little bit um, hard if the mom is at work and the kids, they're supposed to be doing what she's told them to do while she's at work and she comes in, especially if she's got to stop work and come to see what you're doing. And Looking at this video, I've just watched the video a little bit of it before we started. And her reaction a little bit to me was more for show. Do you think so? I, I think because you got somebody sitting there recording you. I agree. And the person is not even trying to say, hey, okay, that's enough. You know, you're going a little bit too far. They sitting there like, oh, did you see that? He got in trouble. Look how she did him. And I'm like, okay. Let me it's, post this. Yes, yeah, it's show. So that one is a lot of that's abuse to me but as answering the question if it is more two p- people in the home in the home like for us we it's both of us in the home yep. and there still was some different discipline from from how he grew up and from different, how i grew up different styles. so but i think the way that we have with my with my growing up and his growing up we put them together and i'm not saying this because our is they're our kids but we hadn't had to have I guess you would say the you know any problems, so it's worked both ways. We we have, but I mean it's nothing where we have to you know yeah. it's a constant thing that they that that they constantly got in trouble all the time, and we had to you know one time pretty much they was good. They knew, and when I get upset, so they knew something was wrong if I discipline because they know I'm not the I did discipline too much. <laughs> yeah, Keisha. So um, you think. The lack of a solid foundation in the black family is the real issues and not corporal punishment. I think so because, like you said before, the foundation has it got to start with a solid foundation. I grew up in a two-parent household, whereas that I had my mom and I had my dad before they divorced. And if my mom told me, "Okay, I'm gonna let your daddy have," I knew what that meant. I've only got two whoopings from my dad. I can count the minutes that lasted, maybe about three. Like you said earlier, mom's sermon was way longer. Let's get the sermon over with, and then let's, you know, get, I'd rather have the punishment. But going back to that, the two-parent household, you are not going to find that it's very rare to have both parents in the home. And when you don't have both parents in the home, then you have a mother who has to work overtime because she has to get what she needs for her kids to be better educated, to be, you know, well off, just to be in middle class. And then you have the parents fearing their kids now. The parents are so afraid to whoop or discipline their kids that they would rather let them act out. I can't do it. I can't sit in the same room and see a child acting up and I'm looking and I'm like, is the parent going to say something? Somebody? Y'all let this child out, act out. And the first thing they want to say is, oh, they're maybe autistic. 
how do we know if you've never tried to discipline a child in the first place? Then you also got to look at the prison system. Who were they really built for? You got more prisons out here in the United States. Do you have any deferral programs or parenting classes? If we want to educate the parents on anything, or we want to change the structure of the corporal punishment or how these kids are responding or reacting at school or how they do out all these outbursts, then why not have more programs to help educate and maybe defer the kids from the prison? I watched a documentary last week on the prison system, and this prison actually stated that it was designed to house inmates, male inmates, from the ages of 18 to 25. And it was a way to, it was gonna be so hardcore that it was supposed to scare them from ever coming back. Yet they've had several inmates to come back three, four, five, six times. So then I thought about how, and I'm gonna take it back to the 80s, but just listen to me. When Reagan had the dare to do drugs, okay, when he had that, we later found out years later that it was him that actually brought the drugs in to supply the black communities to get them hooked to separate the mothers and the fathers from their children to incarcerate the black mothers and the fathers for long periods of time. And then guess what? The children ended up motherless and fatherless, which caused them to act up. So what are these Go ahead, Keisha. Yo. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, finish. Oh, what if you got to say corporal punishment? Then you got to think about all that because you got corporal punishment. Then you got the prison system that was built to house black males, Latino males, or Hispanic males from 18 to 24, 25 years old. And then, For guess cash. what? So we're not really trying to reform our youth. We're not trying to set them up for a greater future. We're trying to set them up for failure because we're allowing the government dictate how we're gonna have authority or discipline with our kids. We brought them in this world. I've never brought any in this world. Still, I have my nieces in this. So, but if they brought them in this world, they cared them for nine months. I'm not saying that middle illness ain't real. But what I'm saying is, you got parents so afraid of their kids now that they're seeking help on Dr. Steele. I don't need Dr. Steele to tell me how to raise my niece and nephew. Go ahead. And Dr. Phil is not a real doctor on top of that, first of all. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking as Keisha was talking about seeking help, uh, you know, my mom used corporal punishment. She used all these things. And I remember when she, she, she tried to get me sent off one time because mm. I was just, I was getting in so much trouble. Right. And she took me to, it, it's Lafayette, but we call it Felt, Alabama. Okay. To the courthouse, to the probation, to this guy, Pete Gretchen. Pete uh, was a tough probation officer. Mm-hmm. And I remember him asking my mom a few questions. Is he selling drugs? Mom like, no, he, he works. Uh, he's going to do his chores. She's like, I know he's playing football, and that's all he loves. He was like, well, um, how do how do I, is he getting in a lot of trouble? Well, not in school. Uh, he gets in a lot of fights in the community, but he doesn't let that boil over in school, and he hasn't been a problem, and they protect him some for the football. And she goes on to... to to tell Pete, Pete asked me, he said, boy, are you messing with them drugs? I said, no, sir. And Pete asked me, so 
what's your name? And I said, it's Jerry Gibson. And at the time, they had these big articles in the paper about me playing sports. And he looks at my mom. He said, you can't send off Jerry Gibson. He's one of the best football players we got. <laughs> my mom walked out of his office <laughs> frustrated, right? Right. Um, and I said that to say this. It's a lot of parents that go seeking for help. And if you really start, we think about what Keisha said. If you start looking for help for your kids and I, or your, your nieces, your nephews from ages, let's say, um, five to 11. Right. What you will find is no resources. Wow. You no can, resources, man? No, no resources. And when you start talking about the African-American community, the black community, it gets even less with resources because, you know, for a counselor, let's just put it on the line. Typically, your typical fee in the state of Alabama is $150 an hour. Ooh, the, the average African-American parent can't afford that, especially a single one. There you go. Bingo. And There you go. So so now society is saying, well, we got things in place that aren't really there. You know, so what we need is some reform from the top down, you know, because we're being handcuffed as, as parents from the top down. So, well, basically what you just, you just gave, information you gave me, and what Keisha just broke down the Reagan era, this system is trying to teach us how to raise our kids to the point that if we stop, uh, we abandon corporal punishment, quote unquote, it's easier to funnel our kids through this prison system and so they can make cash off of us. Yes. So it's a catch 22 for the black man and the black woman in today's society. I agree with that a hundred percent. I think anytime you have anything that's a business and remember the prison system is a business and most people don't understand that they have a contract with the government that says if you if we get below this percentage of people correct in our sales you pay me this much cash Mm -hmm. and i don't know about you when i have a contract with somebody i'm gonna do everything i can to fulfill it right so is that is that contract being fulfilled you know we look at we look at the history of of people that's getting out of jail for 10 20 years dna tests uh, exonerating people that's been in jail for years. You know, was this a mistake or was it part of filling a contract? Ooh-wee. That's deep, man. Now, I, never, I never thought about that. It's kind of um, like prison, that movie Life. Keisha, like, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Keisha. Prison is a big business. I've worked at a private prison. I've worked at a state prison. I've worked at a local county jail. And I have over 14 years of experience in that. I remember working for a private prison. And they didn't care who they accepted, especially when they had ICE detainees, which is Immigration Customs Enforcement. Mm-hmm. As long as they're able to fill a bed and get that check, they didn't care. It's just like Jerry said, prison system is a big cash money cow. Mm. And, I, and I did work in, prison, in a prison setting in Georgia. And when I tell you the amount of money that, that you're talking about, uh, that people are getting, especially for mental health issues, you know, we don't think about, uh, and, and this was for kids. So they had to be treated for any mental health issues. And I just threw out a number that surpassed what most people would make off of a kid. You're talking, making, let's say $600 a day off of a child for just mental health alone. And, and you think about that. It was almost a hundred kids in this prison. That's a lot of money. Are you willing, are you trying to help kids? Because most of these kids would then go on to adult jail. Mm-hmm. 
So are we really trying to help them or are we trying to help our finances? That's what I, And when I was in Detroit and I was doing my, at the time I was doing ministry and I was doing it at the juvenile detention center off downtown Detroit near the Greek town casino. And the amount of kids, male and female, that were in there was astonishing. But what ticked me off is that the people that worked there did really didn't give a damn about the kids. Mm-hmm. They cared about the check. Mm-hmm. And these were black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? These were black people that worked here housing black juveniles, mm-hmm. get, getting them ready for big big boy prison and and putting it all together you want us to abandon corporal punishment and and, and the stories that these kids tell me when I was uh, visiting them and all that other stuff it wasn't because of corporal punishment that they didn't have a foundation man that's that's a great point I, I just I want to add when I was in the when I was looking at the prisons and I, and I was in the prisons working with kids, I had the worst of the worst kids, meaning that their behavior, the things they had done was so out of control that they wanted to have an extra guard to sit in with me to do certain services that I was offering. And they were like, Jerry, we're going to have two people out here. We want you to feel safe. I'm like, I feel safe. I'm not worried about this child. I was like, we, we have an understanding. I'm going to respect you. You're going to respect me. If you decide you don't want the services, then all you have to do is say, hey, I don't want to do this. I'm going to respect you and let you leave. What ended up happening was I had so many of the high risk kids that nobody else could, could do staffing. And what staffing, what you do is you talk about how to help the kids. Since I had all of them, if I was out one day, they couldn't even do the staffing. So what it helped me to understand, the only thing I did different from any other person that was in there was I was consistent and I educated versus attack. And I agree with you. I watched, I watched staff staff members play with kids and put kids in situations that were unsafe. Have kids to attack other kids. Kids that um, we're talking about corporal punishment, but we're also talking about being able to follow rules. Right. Being being able to be respectful. Being able uh, to communicate. Because if I incorporate education, meaning communication, also with discipline, it becomes powerful. But if I'm just beating you to try to strike fear in you, at some point, the thing that I fear, because I see fear as false evidence of being real, I'm going to try to overtake. You can take a dog, take a, take a dog, a stray dog, and you keep hitting that dog. And it may not be a violent dog. But if you keep attacking that dog at some point out of fear or out of just aggression, it may, it's going to try to attack you and fight back. Yeah. So imagine what we're going to do as people. If we do that to our kids at some point, that may not be their demeanor, but I'm tired of getting hit. I'm tired of getting punched. I'm tired of being called out my name. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tired of you touching me inappropriately. Right. So I'm going to protect myself. Indeed. All right. Saying all this, I'm going to get down to the last, last point. What is the... Give the audience, the people listening, steps, what we should do and when it comes down to corporal punishment or discipline our children. What 
into t- in 2019, what we should do, what what steps we should take. We already said it earlier before, but uh, I'm gonna allow y'all to do it. I'm gonna end, uh, end it with my 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 take from it. Go ahead, sh- and we'll get your wife in there, share it. I think the would be the biggest thing that I would tell the audience would be education, because a lot of parents that you see. It's not really parents these days sometimes that are raising these Babies kids. making babies like yeah, Sly and, and it's, Family Stone. It's, it's grandmas and great-grandparents that are raising kids, and they don't want to discipline the kids the same way that they were disciplined. So, mm-hmm. of course, they don't know, okay, I got this child. He's acting up. What do I do? And like we said earlier, the first thing a lot of them wants to do is put the child on medication. That's not going to fix the problem. So I think if we educate and have classes – for the parents, grandparents, so they can go and, and find a way to discipline the kids and see that it's it's not just so much as being abusive, but it's also getting a point on to let these kids know, hey, this is not going to be tolerated and these are the rules and this is what you need to abide by. So I think education plays a major part in it. Okay, education. Uh, I'm going to allow Jerry in the last. Keisha, what advice okay. you got to give? the audience when it comes to disciplining your children okay well you know when Laura Bush was um, first late she her platform was that if you know people were having a hard time parenting their kids then she offered resources for classes for that I think that the grandparents in today's generation are way younger than our grandparents were so the disciplinary is going to be way different. Parents need to listen and they need to look for all signs and they need to seek some kind of resources if they don't want their children to become a statistic because this world has our generation, our culture, our community set up failure. And the only way we can deter from that is we need to listen. Look for all signs, and we need to find resources on how we can re-educate ourselves and make sure that we're doing the right thing when it comes to our children. But as far as reading book materials, saying that corporal punishment is a bad thing, it's not. It's a way to do it. If you overdo it, then that's going to be wrong. But corporal punishment, there's nothing wrong with a little spanking. There's nothing wrong with a belt. There's nothing wrong with a switch, as long as you ain't shitting their skin. All right. Jerry, take it home. So I I think I kind of touched on this earlier. When they start coming to to corporal punishment, make sure you sit down and educate your child, Mm -hmm. not just whoop them. Explain to them what you're trying to get from from, from that whooping. All right. Um... Also, we're talking about resources, and of course, shameless plug. Give us a call at Complete Counseling. We'll do a we'll do a group to help you on how to discipline your kids if need. So, if you don't have the the, the resources, then fine. Um, I guess another thing is making sure you call. If you may not be in this area, call your counselors, call um, your your churches. Make sure you get in in touch with somebody to help you. Use family members as resources. Sometimes we get so upset and we want to do it our way and we get so prideful that we don't use what we have. But if you're disciplining your kid, make sure, one, that you're not doing it in anger. Make sure you've taken the time to cool down and you've thought about what you're trying to teach this child. Once you do that, then whoop the child. And my 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 thing is this. 
it, it doesn't have to be a long whooping. I've gave my son two licks before, but he waited two days for those two licks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, you, man, you was awful, man. You awful. get torture. Awful, right? And he looked at me like, man, that's all you going to give me? That's all I got. You got the, he had, the reason he got two licks is because he got the point. He was able to, to regurgitate what I was trying to teach him. Understand you're trying to teach your kids something and don't, don't let your anger and your rage get ahead of you and you end up hurting, abusing physically and, and let's not forget emotional and verbally. So I think having a, a plan when you go in to discipline your kids is important. I heard education and resources. Uh, I heard cool down and resources and education. I'm gonna give it my spiel. Um, I'm the oldest of three, and I saw my parents disciplining us differently. And my spiel is, I agree with them. I think you should educate your kids on why you're getting a, you're about to get disciplined. Kids need to know why they're getting disciplined so they can know not what to do and what not to do. Secondly, we said this before, every child is not the same. Uh, I agreed that if I didn't get the whoopings that I got, I'd probably be in the streets right now in prison or in, in jail. I hate to say it, but those whoopings did me some good. I second that. It did me some good. Some of them were questionable. Indeed. Some of them were, hey, they little, hey, you, I might have to call them the hotline. Anonymous. But, yes, anonymous hotline, but, uh, but at the end, at the end of the day, uh, it, it did me some good. It, it, it made me a, a better person and instilled me some discipline, whatever. But the key thing for me, when it comes down to discipline, and I see the difference between me and my brothers, me and my brother and my sister, and I think it's a struggle for black parents. You got to give the belt and the hug. See, a lot of parents, black black parents, all they know how to do is give them the give their kids the belt, but they don't know how to hug that child and say, "I love you." Even after you whoop that child, you need to hug. Hey, look, man, I love you. He, I, that child ain't want to hear that right now. Nope. While he up there shaking and <laughs> you know, crying, and you know how we we just get whooping, <laughs> you know, struggling and stuff like that. But once it's over, you need to come in that, that room and tell that child, man, I love you, man. This is the reason why I did this. I agree and I think black parents we struggle. I'm not a parent. I'm, I'm, I think I'm speaking in second person. Because I have parents and they struggle with this because their parents didn't do it and their parents didn't do it. And I I, I, I made a, a conscious effort. If I ever have kids, I'm going I'm going to try to do this is to say the words. I love you more and hug my kids more. And along with the whoopings, the corporal punishment, wherever you want, you want to label it. I think as black kids, we not we don't uh, black people we don't have we don't give our kids a fair shake, a, a solid foundation, and we don't educate them, we don't communicate with them, uh, we don't give them access to resources, and we don't show them love. So that's that's my my those are my things I w- I want to give give the audience about when it comes down to corporate punishment, 
So that's it. That's it. What I have. Does anybody want to add anything before we go? I think it's well, expensive. I want to say go ahead, that, You know, you had said that you wish that more parents, after or before they whoop their child, they would explain to them or they would give them a hug. When my dad got through whooping me that one time, he would always say he would always do that. This is why I'm doing it because I love you. And I'm like, really? But. You know, it's it's different when I hear it from another person's perspective. So now I understand why he did that. Gotcha. Go ahead, Jerry. And I want to add from a male standpoint. Go ahead. And you know, I, we need, I the I males have, need it. Exactly. I have two males, so I try to make sure I tell them I love them, especially th- during that discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember watching my kids one time. Uh, we got out the car, and my son was driving, so he had dropped me off. At work, and he was getting out. We were getting out the car, and I was getting my briefcase. And he reached around, hugged me, and kissed me, and said, "I love you." And I thought, because all these people were out here, you know, he's tall as I am, and it would it would be a, a problem for him. But again, he was taught young. They were taught young. I love you. I don't want to ever do anything to hurt you. I'm not just saying the word. I'm putting actions with it. Actually, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. You sure, you want to add anything, or you you good? I'm good. okay that's my show Uh, thank everyone uh, from the guests for uh, being on the show Uh, I uh, I truly appreciate it thanks for your input your insight and your wisdom before we end the show I want to give you my quote Uh, I always say knowledge is power economic freedom is salvation now you put those two together we can build a great nation this is Marcus creator rebuke and we out